Good Friday to you. Great to have you here with us. Been a busy week. It certainly has been. And uh, sadly, we've got abortion and vaccine mandates sucking all the oxygen out of this campaign, which means that we are not actually talking about issues actually urgent in this country. Issues like the fact that Canada has become a major hub for transnational organized crime. We have had billions laundered across this country daily for years through real estate currency exchanges and, of course, the drug trade. I mean, if you can't afford a home in the GTA or Toronto or Vancouver, I mean, you can thank a lot of that in big part to all the dirty money coming in from countries like China that our officials won't stop. They park their money in housing, and then, therefore, the prices just keep going up for the rest of us. Then you've got fentanyl. Fentanyl still pouring into this country, unobstructive. Just a week ago, enough chemicals to make 2 billion doses of fentanyl were seized in Vancouver. And where does that go? Well, the streets of Toronto and Vancouver, where you know we've got gang violence ravaging communities completely unchallenged. These issues may have taken root in B.C., but this cancer of all this transnational crime has spread right across this country. And not one leader is talking about stopping it. Sam Cooper, of course, our global news investigative reporter, is talking about it, but he's also the author of the must-read book, now a bestseller on Amazon, Willful Blindness, How a Network of Narcos, Tycoons, and CPP Agents Infiltrated the West. And, of course, this book explains word for word how we came to be in this position. Always good to have you, Sam. Thanks for having me, Alex. Why isn't this an issue? Like, I don't understand. Like, we, we complain about high costs of housing. We complain about all the drugs killing people. And yet no one talks about the root causes, uh, as you know, our prime minister would like to say, the root causes of, of where it's coming from and, and stopping it. Well, I agree with you. I mean, uh, I think any reasonable person would think this should be a very important issue. Uh, let's just circle back to what you led with. Uh, my reporting has shown uh, one businessmen connected to these uh, triad money laundering networks that I uncovered in Vancouver imported 80 tons of precursors. The, just the killing power of uh, some of those fentanyl, of course, methamphetamine and ecstasy can be made out of uh, some of the chemicals coming in from China as well. The killing power and the profits, the profits are in the order of billions. And yes, a lot of that uh, money is going into uh, Vancouver and Toronto real estate. But as uh, my reporting has showed, these underground banks in Toronto and Vancouver are also able to recirculate the drug cash uh, made in Canada and send it back to uh, southern China, Colombia, Mexico. So it's just uh, it's true that the, the worst, most dangerous and most sophisticated, most powerful cartels in the world have come to Canada and used cities like Toronto and Vancouver because of the weakness of our laws and uh, as you said, uh, just a week ago, CBSA reported 1,500 kilograms of fentanyl precursors. Again, it's hard to quantify how many deaths yeah. and how much money. It should be an issue. And uh, as I've reported for Global, I found a very important document in uh, buried in Cullen Commission records. No one's reported on it. BC Attorney General David Eby uh, straight out asked in a confidential letter, uh, then Public Safety Minister Bill Blair in early 2019, 
to institute racketeering laws, the same kind that have worked so well in New York City in dismantling the mafia, uh, because the U.S. Congress realized the mafia was increasingly gripping a hold on American economies. And of course, the, the very same methods using casinos, extortion, murder, bribing of politicians, and of course, controlling drug trafficking. That's exactly yeah. what these cartels are doing in Canadian cities now. Yeah, and, and to your point about the Cullen Inquiry, I mean, it forced this issue right into the open. I mean, BC may have been the starting point, but they put all these issues um, and really this cancer out in front of the country for our lawmakers to see. It has been completely met with critics. Bill Blair has done absolutely bugger all to do anything about this. And, um, you know, and then people wonder, well, why are so many people getting shot in the streets? This is all connected, you know, when we see the gang violence, not just in Vancouver, but in Toronto. This is all connected um, to what we're seeing with the money laundering. And again, um, the laws we have in the book, I don't know if it's that they can't handle these kinds of crimes or that they're not being used properly. But again, anybody in leadership could have taken on this issue years ago. And the fact that nobody has, I, I find, you know, not just deeply troubling. It's just like, why? On a political level, it's, it's very hard to explain. If I had to make an assessment, I think, you know, uh, the vast majority of Canadians uh, didn't understand how weak our laws are in comparison to United States or Australia. A very quick example, we heard from one of the experts I quoted, they tried for seven months to get wiretaps in Vancouver on the Sinaloa cartel, high-level operatives. Of course, it was Americans that uh, agents that told uh, Canadian police these Mexican cartels were using Vancouver. Canada could not get wiretaps in seven months on these extremely dangerous gangsters. The U.S. or Australia can get wiretaps in two to three days. And really, that's mm. the issue. RICO racketeering laws are a hammer of a law that are proportionate to the power and danger of these international cartels. Canada has just a tweezer of an organized crime law. Uh, my sources say it's very difficult to use the aggressive tactics like wiretaps, police agents, and, uh, and, and tools that U.S. and Australia police can use. They just get laughed out of court in Canada when they try to use some of these, uh, the, these uh, tools. And, and really, the, the effect is that American and Australian, United Kingdom, they won't share the intelligence with Canadian law enforcement that, that uncovers these powerful gangs because they know we're just going to lose in court in Canada with our current legal system. Yeah, I mean, in fact, we've had a couple of very big busts. One coming to mind here locally would be the Markham uh, Casino um, that was busted. Um, you know, all of that uh, that case and another have fallen apart because, you know, lawyers were able to, to find the loopholes through the laws, um, you know, because the laws weren't being used properly. properly. Th- these are busts that take months and months and months to conduct um, we're talking about human trafficking, sex trafficking, we're talking about money laundering, we're talking about drugs, all this gang activity, and these cases just fall apart. And uh, and in the bigger picture, Sam, I don't believe people understand uh, just how dangerous this is and how uh, much locally it is becoming a danger to us all. Well, uh, that's a great example because really these racketeering laws are about going after the kingpins, the people that yeah. call the shots 
make all the money, live in the mansions, have the baccarat tables hidden in their bait, not even hidden, in all throughout mm-hmm. their homes, and yet they can't be busted with that kind of evidence because they have a certain amount of distance from the people that actually have their hands on the weapons, the cash, the drugs, uh, the pimping. And so it's a perfect example that an international, politically connected, politically protected gangsters are consciously using Canadian cities because they can't be touched in Canada because of weak laws. Uh, I really can't explain it more simply than that. But then, you know, and as late as laid out in your book in very detailed detail is the fact that they've also infiltrated the very highest levels of government in this country. And so, hey, you know, a nice political donation here and there certainly helps, um, you know, turn the other way when something's being uh, done wrong. So I will get political where you can't. You know, maybe it's because uh, the Trudeau government's afraid to stand up to China uh, and do anything. I don't know. But uh, we've seen in your books, you've kind of linked through pie charts and picture charts that they're very politically connected, these kingpins. They are, and at the that that it leads to another point. If we're talking about racketeering or RICO laws, what about these the most powerful gangsters that uh, own mines, own construction companies, rub shoulders with uh, Iranian uh, Hezbollah leaders or Chinese Communist Party leaders in other countries, and are also rubbing shoulders with Canadian politicians? That does raise a very concerning question: Have they corrupted? politicians in Canada. And Alex, I I mean, I will say that uh, some of the evidence in my book suggests that, and yet some of the sources that can't come out and and be tested in court, so Mm. I can't say as much, will say there is deep corruption in Canada, and it relates not to the street-level gangsters. It relates to the gangsters that look more like bankers and politicians, and they are here in Canada. Yeah. Quite unbelievable. I'm so thankful that you are the one brave enough to write about these issues, but you're right. It should be a campaign issue if we could just stop talking about abortion. Sam, I very much appreciate your time. I know how little you have of it, and I thank you for joining us. Thanks, Alex. Sam Cooper is not just uh, an amazing investigative reporter, and by the way, puts himself at great danger reporting on these stories. Um, you know, but he's, you know, the leader on this and he's the author of this uh, book, which is a must read. I've now read it twice, but it's willful blindness, how a network of narcos, tycoons and CPP agents infiltrated the West. It lays it all out for you. It has sources. It has the starting point of this. It shows you the connection, the kingpins, the politicians. It literally weaves together how this country became so corrupted and, um, you know, rife with uh, all of this transnational gang activity. Um, So it is absolutely, uh, should be a must read for many people.